one thing I absolutely love about this industry is just that there are so many different ways to do this business. I don't care what your compensation model is, if you do traditional planning, if you do reverse financial planning, if you're fee only, whatever your special sauce is, the one thing that is really common amongst all types of business models is the need to make it scalable. And to me, scaling a business is increasing your capacity so that you can increase revenue without necessarily adding in more of your time and without sacrificing your margins long-term. Meaning you can build a business that you love, that honors how you want to do life, that brings you joy and happiness and all of the things without consuming every waking moment, without you being tethered to your phone all weekend or checking email during the kids' soccer games. You know what I mean? The business that allows you to live out your passion and serve clients in a way that you want, that makes you feel good on your terms. And like I said, there's so many different ways to do that. So today I want to introduce you to a coaching client of mine, Trent. What Trent is doing with his business is so cool. It's so interesting and it's scalable. And what I love about Trent's model is that he took what he loved. He eliminated what he didn't like. He found his groove and he really, really went for it. And I think his story might just inspire you to think outside the box a bit when it comes to building your business and building out your offerings. And I'm not saying like run out and copy what Trent is doing. It's certainly not for everybody, but you know, my mission is to just bring you success stories and to bring you tactical ways of doing business that maybe we might not have thought of, or we'd be curious to see how somebody's doing it. And really today's episode is a look under the hood at how Trent went from a more traditional financial planning practice to this really cool business model that he has today. Let's go. Look, I know you're here because you know it's possible to have energy left over for your family and still have your dream business. And you know the business that you are running instead of it running you. And if you're like me, I love podcasts and I think they're super fun and super entertaining, but I really want them to have an ROI. And that's what we're here to do today. So if you're new to The Efficient Advisor, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Libby Grywe. I started Built and Sold by 37 a 100% referral-only planning practice that I grew to seven figures as a solo advisor, all while working just three days a week and taking off 14 weeks a year so that I could lean into all of the other facets of life, the mom, the, you know, the wife, the sister, the friend, the daughter, all the things. And I'm here just to walk alongside you and to show you how to do the exact same and to help you take immediate action on the most important strategies for scaling, organizing, and creating less stress and overwhelm in your business. I am all about the templates. I am all about the examples, the samples, the language, and all the things. So let's take that one right next step to build a business and a life that you love. Trent, I'm super glad you're here. I am so excited to get into this conversation with you today. I think your journey is going to really impact some of the advisors listening and really kind of just open some people's eyes and get people to really rethink some of the traditional models of financial planning. So thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. 
Thanks for having me. I'm excited to share a little bit of what has worked for me and a little bit about my story. And yeah, I'm just thrilled to be here. Yeah. So, okay. So let's start with you sort of sharing your journey as a financial planner and kind of how you made this pivot and sort of how, how we got connected and how kind of I came into the picture, but share sort of how, cause, cause that's why you're here, right? Cause I think what you're sure. is super, super cool. So let's talk about how you sort of started your practice and then where you're at now. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, like I mentioned to many people, I'm not very good at talking about myself, but I'll try to just <laughs> summarize it in a way where it makes sense. But, um, anyway, yeah, it's a, the, the financial industry is pretty much all I know. And I started off having some internships, the typical like selling insurance and then graduated and, and um, found a job at an, uh, a few in independent firms and had maybe three or four years of experience. And then at 26, I launched my RIA uh, and moved um, to a different town um, because we were engaged and uh, just, I didn't have any clients. And so my path is a little bit unique in some ways, but I know there's probably a lot of uh, advisors that have a, a similar journey of breaking away, um, whether that's from a wirehouse or a larger um, firm and kind of, uh, you know, creating their own thing and, and, and forging their own path. And so I did that in 2016. I launched my firm and like I said, with zero clients and um, it was really a grind. The first few years were... Um, as you would expect, um, uh, uh, really stressful financially and a lot of trying different things and things weren't working. And then you tried to, you know, it's just trial and error, um, I would say for the first three years. And, um, and then COVID came along and that actually was probably the, uh, um, a really good thing for me, um, in, in a way, um, I started to focus a little bit more virtual, um, way of of finding new clients and serving clients in a little bit more of a virtual way, just like everybody else was doing. But then I stuck to it. And so today, even though I have a lot of um, local clients here in my community, they really only want to meet on Zoom anyway. Um, they've become so accustomed to the convenience of just jumping on a, on a video call. And, um, and, and so that's where I am today. I serve, um, just around 55 households. Um, and, and, um, I have a online, um, group, a retirement planning group, uh, which has about 400 members in the group, which I'm excited to kind of share a little bit how I use that group and the value that's there. I pro promote myself a little bit on YouTube and, um, I offer a little bit more of a, um, a scalable planning uh, solution for uh, for my niche, which is um, like self-directed investors and and um, people who have accumulated some wealth and they're five years away from retirement. And now all of a sudden they're like, should I really be doing this all myself or should I, um, you know, find an advisor? That's kind of been, um, you know, my people as of the last few years. Yes. So when we met, you were doing sort of that traditional financial planning model, right? Where you were doing plans four people. And right. when we met, and I'm, I'm probably, it's probably fair to say that you were a little disenchanted with the practice, right? Like a little like, Hey, something's missing. I'm not doing the part that I love. I'm really wanting to reimagine or rethink how I'm approaching planning. Um, so share a little bit about sort of this progression from the traditional model 
to this kind of done with you and mm-hmm. explain sort of that, that journey and then what the vision is for the future. Sure. So what triggered me reaching out to you was I, you know, we were, our, our baby was due like in the next 30 days. And I said, Hey, Libby, I need help now. <laughs> and, and so I got some private coaching and it was really helpful. And the, the problem that the, I, I was kind of in a situation where I felt like I was just wearing so many hats and data entry was just not something I was interested in, in spending a whole lot of time doing. Uh, running scenarios for clients and just doing everything for them in a like the traditional way where they would complete a, a form and then you would take that information and plug it in the system and you know uh, just the typical process. And so the problem was I felt like I was spread too thin. So I was going through the list of things that I I spend time doing in in building plans and entering data. And all of that kind of a little bit more tedious, uh, time-consuming tasks of a financial planner, um, I, I was starting to just reassess how else could I approach this. And then I started to use a software program called New Retirement. And it's really cool. It's, a, it's an awesome tool because the, the client, it can have the same level of um, control over the software as the advisor. And so that allows me to bring somebody onto the software program and they can just complete their profile. They can even start running scenarios and they can change the assumptions. And given my niche of like a self-directed DIY sort of person, it was just a really good fit for eliminating all of like the traditional ways of gathering data and then running scenarios. I simply was... I'm I'm more of a mentor and coach to these um, to my clients on the planning front, as opposed to coming to the table with like 13 scenarios and a 50 page financial plan that is expired the next day. <laughs> and, and, and so, yeah, it just started off with, I was just spread too thin. And then I just got a little bit uh, resourceful with different tools and service models. And now it just feels a little bit more, collaborative. I still go in and I'll create what if scenarios and and go through a a, a client's uh, portal and screen share and give them ideas, but I'm not, I'm no longer having to do all of like the whole workload of building a plan. I would say it's more like 80% kind of on them and maybe 20% on me, which saves me a lot of time. Yeah. So there's probably a lot of advisors salivating right now because that's one of the (laughs) universal, right? Common themes is I'm spread too thin. I'm doing some of this stuff that I don't enjoy. I don't feel like I've scaled enough where I'm at a place where I can hire people to do this, nor do Mm -hmm. I trust the people to do it correctly. And it's just feels like it all falls on me and my shoulders. And I'm carrying the burden of, of the business. And I'm really spending so much time not doing the stuff that brings me joy. So let's kind of give people a big picture of what your business model looks like. So the way that, the way that I would describe it is you have this online presence right on YouTube and you're bringing people into your funnel. They are joining your online community that you alluded to, which is a free community. And then they're in there. And of course, obviously they fall in love with you and want to do more, learn more. And then there's a paid community option for them. That's a scalable model for you. 
And then ultimately the goal is for them to land in a place where they're like, you know what, not only have we absorbed all of Trent's, you know, genius, we've fallen in love with this guy. We really like his solutions. And I, as a DIY investor, I have finally relinquished control. And now they ultimately become an AUM client. Is that a fair sort of assessment of the big picture? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. And, and so, yeah, you, YouTube, I was attracted to YouTube because when, whenever I want to go learn something that is of substance and importance, I usually start at YouTube. I don't know if, if it's just me or like other people can relate to, but I feel like that's a really good, like learning um, ecosystem. Right. And also YouTube, if you produce somewhat good content, they promote your videos for free. Like they just share it. If, if there are similar accounts on YouTube um, and, and after you finish watching one video, you'll see a recommendation for like a similar channel or video. And so it's, it, you can promote yourself for free. And, um, and, and you know that like when they promote your video, it's going to be probably people that you want to bring into your like space and channel. So as of this video, like I'm just trying to break the 1000 subscriber mark, which is really micro in the grand scheme of things. Um, I started my channel just over a year ago, um, actually almost a year and a half ago. And I'm not necessarily focusing on creating just like the largest channel ever, but actually to add value with like, like growing a business around it, not just to get subscribers, just to get subscribers and then never do anything with it. Um, I'm here to grow a business, right? And and so my my niche, like I mentioned, is is kind of the self-directed uh, um, um, investor who is somewhat financial savvy, but they're second guessing their their situation. They're retiring in a few years, and they just want some unbiased, objective, second set of eyes, and they consume my content on YouTube, which is very much, it's, it's very, it's not, I'm, I'm never talking about what is a Roth IRA or what is like the social security benefits system like, and how does it work? I, I create very actionable how-to videos for my audience, such as like, how to calculate whether a Roth conversion makes sense for me or not. Like I show them step by step by step by step. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's a very like um, classroom style where I share my screen and sometimes I'm not even on video. It's just pure screen share. And it's just walking you through the process of answering a very specific question that you might have instead of just like rambling on and, and, and just entertaining. I'm not there to entertain. I'm just there to teach and to educate. So that's kind of like the style of my channel. And the the call to action on my uh, on almost every video at this point is to go to secureyourretirementnow.com. And that brings people to a link tree page where there's like three options to choose choose from. They can join the retirement planning club, they can start using these software programs that I promote within the channel and teach people how to use within the channel, um, or they can like book a free call with me. Most people, they click on the free retirement planning uh, club, um, which is called the retirement planning club. And there's about 400 people as of like this recording. And it's just a, it's a very easy call to action. So 
who doesn't want to be part of a community where almost everyone around you within the space is similar to kind of your situation, but unique. Everyone in the group is 55 to 65 for the most part. Everyone is thinking about, or everyone tends to be a little bit more self-directed and DIY. So they have that like commonality and everyone is somewhat like interested in learning and they want support. And so it's just this really nice community and group where why wouldn't you join this free group? It's just, it's almost like a no brainer. And once they're in the space, I'm definitely not sitting there um, like pitching my services um, all the time, right? Like I'll, I'll mention here and there, if you want help book a call or you know, what, whatever it might be, but I'm, you know, it's not, you're not there to just sell the community. You're obviously there to add value. But the cool thing is, is like, there's a forum um, tab within the community. And if you go um, through the forum, most of the hosts are actually from members, not, not me. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the like very hyper-involved members were, will share like, advisor um, um videos of other advisors in 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 blog posts you know from other advisors and experts and in and, and um, resources and sharing their story so that that is it's really nice to have a community where there, there's really involved members who are pretty much running the group for you right mm-hmm. and and so that's like one benefit to the group and the other benefit to the group is there I have a course in there I think there's maybe 50 training videos on how to um, like build your own retirement plan and get started and use these tools. And so that's a value. Um, and then we'll have like um, office hours where if, if you have questions or just want to chat, there's some office hours. And that's just a, like a touch point for me to build relationships with the community members. And then and at ultimate this point, it's all free, right? All of this, the course, the community, everything you've talked about so far is just completely free to the retirement club members, correct? Yes, as of this okay. recording. Yeah. <laughs> so so then ultimately, like I get people reaching out. Uh it, it it's just a kind of a math situation, right? If I if I'm growing the YouTube channel and I'm getting people to join the retirement planning club and I'm adding any sort of value and being active in the group, people are just naturally going to reach out and book a call. And then we, you know, decide kind of what the best path for them moving forward is, whether it is pure delegation or uh, more of a flat fee arrangement that is, I think, a really good trust building um, service model. And also scalable, you know, kind of at the same time, which I call Copilot, um, is kind of the name of the um, um, the service model that's a little bit more scalable. Okay, so let's talk mm-hmm. about Copilot. So YouTube, you have a unique content strategy from the standpoint that you're doing this actionable how-to, very classroom style. People mm-hmm. then get into your ecosphere. They join the retirement club, which is this free community that's almost kind of self-directed of like-minded individuals. They get all of this resource and information from you, move to that next step. Now there's a way for them to move forward with you, even if it's not, hey, we're ready to fully delegate all of our investment management into an AUM format. So tell us a little bit about, so I love this. And this was, this was so fun for uh, me just to be kind of observing the journey as you built this out. Cause I think it's a super, super cool idea. Um, So explain kind of co-pilot 
and some of that, the idea of how it's scalable, some of the challenges associated with it, but ultimately like what your vision is for, for Copilot. Mm -hmm. um, so it all starts with using the right tools. The, the Copilot model is not, I would say, doable with the, with the legacy software programs. Uh, and everyone knows kind of what those are. So like new retirement is really a key pillar of running a like flat fee collaborative way of, of um, serving clients in, in that capacity. And so um, the co-pilot program in a nutshell is there's monthly group calls and that's where anyone in the co-pilot program can join a Zoom call and just ask me any questions that they have. And that is a really good community building within the service model activity. You can kind of think about it as like hosting a local webinar or a seminar, I should say, or a webinar for your email list. It's just a recurring thing that happens every month. And there's a lot of value there and people love to hear other people's stories and their questions. And I think that is probably one of the key ingredients to, cre to creating a sustainable uh, service model like this. Um, and then the, the other like perks of the co-pilot program is they get to meet with me, uh, uh, you know, like three times a year where we, we review their financial plan and, and we take more of a annual review approach. And then there's more of like a mid-year um, accountability session. And then we touch on kind of like the tax planning stuff at year end. And again, it's not like I'm coming to these meetings with all of these different prepared reports and like hours and hours of prep. It's, it's I literally go into the new retirement account that um, is for, unique to that client five minutes before the meeting. And I launch the Zoom session and we just chat and I'll screen share and they'll screen share, which really allows a... Um, this service model to 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 work really smoothly because if you're if you're trying to run this sort of service model with kind of a legacy um, you know tools or processes in more traditional ways it can it can actually be just not very profitable or it, you 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 can't I guess scale it if you want to use that word is as nicely as is more of a collaborative um, you know style. But that kind of summarizes what what what's included in Copilot. And um then ultimately the goal isn't to just like jam everybody into like a AUM service model. That's definitely not like the motive. There are a lot of people who think they're DIYers and self-directed, like that's the best way because they're like saving fees. Right. <laughs> but there are there are hands down people who I've moved over to the more more like done for you service model um, and, and just straight up told them, like, at this point, you're better off delegating. And the people that I've you know told that to are usually like, OK. And so <laughs> it, it's like. Um, but I think, yeah, so 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 that kind of summarizes, you know, the 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 service model. <laughs> so it's interesting. So I want to go back to the co-pilot thing because what I heard you say to kind of summarize is it allows you to live out what you enjoy doing, which is that that teaching, that educating, 
but still being able to connect mm -hmm. and communicate and help people through their problems, but you've completely eliminated all of the prep and all mm -hmm. of the follow-up, which is really right. one of the things that we spend so much time in one-on-one -on -one coaching with advisors or even in our group program talking about follow-up processes and streamlining and prep and streamlining prep. And so you've really just eliminated all of it, which I think is really, really interesting. Um, and I want to talk, cause I know, I know someone's going to ask me this question is why DIY investors? Like, how did you stumble upon that? Cause for most advisors, right. That's like your worst nightmare. So my mm -hmm. practice was full of engineers, accountants, attorneys, and most people are like, why on earth would you work with those right, people? Right. So tell us a little bit about why DIY investors and how did you kind of stumble upon that being your ideal client avatar? Yeah, so the journey was in in 2020 when the pandemic hit, I decided to create a course to make some extra money. And because ever I obviously nobody was meeting in person, so I was like, well, what can I do to continue to just make a little bit more money? Um, and so I created a course and I I created a course that was like how to build your own retirement plan. And I, it, which is the same course that's now available for free within the retirement planning club. So I was charging for it. And, and so I created the course and then promoted it. Um, obviously that's very attractive to the like do it yourselfer and self-directed investor. And I, I think I had somewhere between like 50 and 60 ish people like go through that course in a period of a year and a half or so. Um, and, and so it kind of started there. Like I was trying to get resourceful and how to continue to grow like my income and, um, just kind of came up with a very compelling value proposition, which was like, I will teach you how to save hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in fees right. by building your own retirement plan. Like that was like the, the, um, value prop there. And that's obviously like some clickbait. Um, and, and it grew my <laughs> but email also list. also true and helpful. But yeah. it was like true, right? Um, so so anyway, like I, I was teaching people how to do it themselves. And then just like kind of kept that momentum going with um, then starting the retirement planning club and then ultimately starting a flat fee model and service model for the, the people that end up in the retirement planning club. And, but really like, everyone needs help. Like it's not just the delegators that need help. The, the, the people who are self-directed still want help. It's just the traditional service model doesn't work for them. So build, build a different service model to help. Cause if you're obviously trying to squeeze them into an AUM service model, it's going to be a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Like it, because they don't, they don't want to give up control. They have a passion for it. They want to, they're fee conscious and uh, they're, they're, they might challenge your investment strategy and philosophy. And so, yeah, it's not necessarily going to work, but like they still need help. They still have questions. They still want a second opinion and, and uh, to, to have some sort of relationship with an expert. And so that's why I just kind of figured out, okay, if I was in their shoes, it would probably, you know, be flat fee and, you know, they're fee conscious. So you kind of have to be aware of where that fee range is and, but obviously if you're going to fall within a certain price, price range, which I think mine is very low, um, you have to be 
streamlined on like everything, right? And you have to be just aware of how much time you're putting into it and making sure that it's a profitable, um, you know, business model. So um, I think that answers your question. Yeah, it totally does. So tell me, how do you feel like your so I mentioned like when we started working together, there was a little, and every advisor hits this. So I'm, I always tell people it's at like 10 years in and 15 years in, like pretty much every five years, you kind of hit this mm-hmm. place in your business where you're like, okay, I'm doing the same thing. Cause I think about this. I, when I started my business, right. When I graduated from college, when I was 22 and I did it for 16 years and I'm the only person that I know that literally had the exact same job from the day they graduated until the day they retired. Right. So like I had the same job for 16 years, although it went through lots of different iterations. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's really natural that you hit this point where you're like, okay, I'm doing the same thing. Like, how do I mix this up? How do I change this? So tell me how your enjoyment factor in the business has changed from when you were doing the kind of that more traditional planning model to sort of where you're sitting now. Oh, it's so much better, obviously. I mean, that's the obvious answer, but it really is like, you you can spend hours within these legacy tools and it takes just so much time to build a plan. And no matter how many updates and feature updates that they make, it just still makes it very time consuming because it's all on the advisor. And so like new retirement has just been a lifesaver from the, the standpoint of freeing up the data entry and the follow-up and all of that. Um, and so the enjoyment factor really is just, I would say, um, I was probably at like a, a three when we were, were chatting. Like I, mm-hmm. I was pretty much 10 years into the, um, you know, as, as a, in the financial industry and about eight years in at that point as an advisor. And I was just kind of to the point where I was serving like a decent amount of households, but I'm still in growth mode. I still want to still work, work up markets and grow the firm. Um, but that I would say now I'm probably at a seven or an eight. Um, I wouldn't say I'm at a 10 and I would say, you know, my next step to get too closer to a 10, I don't think anyone will ever be at a 10. If they're 10, if they're a 10, they're just, they're Full making of it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's ever at a 10. Um, <laughs> if you are, that's just great. Um, but the next step for me is to honestly, like, f- like find a way to just work with um, like another advisor. Mm-hmm. So like somebody who like, who would be perfect to not to like put a blurb into my, you know, for myself here, but it seems timely with the conversation. Um, like somebody who just like hates lead gen and hates sales part but is just really good at planning. Like I'm, I'm looking for somebody who loves the planning side and service side um, who might have some clients, you know, themselves and they're thinking about breaking away or like starting their own RIA, but they're worried about like the lead gen and the sales. So like, I think that might be my next, my next step um, it, to get me closer to like at least a nine um, is actually stepping a little bit further away from the day-to-day role as a financial advisor and just focusing on the, the engine to, you know, kind of like grow the business and fuel the, fuel the uh, YouTube channel and just be putting out better content and, and, um, but still be involved with kind of like my, 
um, you know, my, my clients in some capacity. And so I think like my end goal to be as happy as I can be, I think is to be more of a uh, manager of the business and of the situation ultimately, as opposed to the, like the chess player, as opposed to the chess piece, um, you know, kind yep. of, kind of like the, so basically sort of a thing. Move from an advisor into that CEO role. Yep. I get it. Yeah. I hear you like kind of managing yeah. overall vision and still being like an active part of it. Yeah. But the, like, I don't, <laughs> my business is very small, so it's not like, you know, the, that step is probably like a little bit out there, uh, maybe a year or two before I would, you know, really feel comfortable offering, um, you know, that sort of arrangement with an advisor, like an internal advisor, mm-hmm. maybe sooner if it's the right candidate. But, but yeah, um, that would kind of, I think, get me a little bit closer to like being entirely fulfilled. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> so I have one more question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that I marveled at is just the speed at which you made major changes. Um, and I don't know if it's coming from a broker dealer world where like, if you want to do something, even like one degree different, it takes like seven months to get that approved and pushed through. So like, I'm always fascinated when I work with RIAs cause they're like, I want to do this. And then like three days later, they're like, I did that. And it's like, what? But you made some major shifts. So like, what would you say to that advisor who is like, I have this vision or I have this idea and I'd kind of like to try it, but it's kind of super scary. And I don't really have a ton of reoccurring revenue. So this is like a big jump for me. Mm-hmm. How did you get over that barrier to make a massive shift? Well, it, I like you said, I have a lot of flexibility with uh, the compliance area, much more flexibility with the, uh, um, especially putting out content online. I mean, I'm the compliance officer, I'm the advisor, right? So, but with that comes when we have a, you know, an exam and the auditor comes in, you know, I obviously like have to make sure that everything is compliant, but really it, it, I think learning from somebody who's done it is probably one of the best ways to, to, um, feel confident going through a big change, whether that's getting some of your coaching or participating in, in, you know, into some of your programs, Libby, like like you gave me the confidence to make these big changes a month before our baby was due. Like, and I, I, it was like you said, it was a big, it was a big change in, in creating these service models and how do you create the processes? I mean, I didn't have any, any of these like efficiencies um, um, that I have today. Um, And so, yeah, it, it, for me, it wasn't necessarily like as big of a shift as somebody going from, and like uh, looking to change firms or start their own firm. Like that's, I, I did that, but, but like, um, you know, if somebody's looking to, to break away and kind of start their own firm, um, I think finding somebody who's done it before um, or a coach, I you know who, who can guide you through it is really like the only solution. Find a, find a community of advisors that, are supporting you and holding you accountable, find a coach, reach out to advisors that have done it, I think is just like the smartest way. I wish I would have done more of that. Um, When I first started, I kind of like isolated myself and thought I knew everything at 26 with no clients, making negative income. 
Uh, and, you know, I thought I knew it all, but, but yeah, it just, you know, reach out. And if there, you know, there's people that are listening to this that think like the, you know, the group model is unique and interesting and the, and the, you know, the community and the service model, like, please reach out. I'm on Twitter. Um, just look for me on Twitter and I'm sure you'll include my, my URL, you know, within the show notes. Um, but that's what I would say. Just find, find help. And that's it. You know, just, yeah, yeah. I'm absolutely going to link you. I'm going to link your group. I think everything you do is, is just super cool. And I'm so, I'm always just, I kind of marvel at people who are just willing to make that leap of faith and to make that jump. And to just echo what you said, something that I, one of my biggest, I don't have a lot of like quote unquote regrets, but something I do wish I would have done sooner would have been invest in myself. I, I mm-hmm. think I waited too long yeah. um, to do that. And if I had done it sooner, you know, who knows where, where I could have ended up. So, but thank you so much. I know somebody listening is going to be like, ah, that was exactly what I needed to hear. It's good to know other people get disenchanted. And I appreciate your vulnerability and your willingness to share sure. like the good and the hard and all of the things. So before we go, I always like to ask people, if you had kind of like one or two efficiency hacks, things that you use in your own business that make you work, you know, smarter, cheaper, easier, faster, uh, what would that be? Uh, number one, new retirement. Yep. <laughs> like, okay. And I, I'm totally going to link it in the show. Very, <laughs> very key tool for me. Um, and uh, like if you're an independent RIA um, or, or just an RIA, like altruist, um, like if you manage money, the the old um, like legacy custodians are really difficult for a smaller firm. Uh, so I would say like altruist is one piece of because um, um, they're they're the like I think they're actually the fourth um, largest custodian at this point for the advisors that they serve. So. But anyway, they 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 make it easy to manage money and and open accounts and and all that jazz. So I would say like those two tools are definitely they make me like the most efficient. Um, I could be on the planning front and then managing client portfolio front um, are, are are those tools for sure. Okay, mm-hmm. perfect. I will make sure I link both of those. I love a good tactical recommendation. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. I am thanks so for having me for your time. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Libby. Okay. So I want to just debrief quickly on this conversation. I think what I want to kind of double click on or just make sure I call out is what I love about Trent's story is he really, really spent some time in our coaching identifying what he really wanted to get away from in his business and gave himself that white space to think creatively about other ways that he could go about doing the parts of the business that he absolutely loves and really getting away from the stuff that he doesn't love. So I think it's really cool for him to call out that this idea of online groups and community was really important and pairing that with YouTube and his YouTube strategy and then ultimately that flowing into a scalable planning option now, of course, there's going to be you know barriers and some roadblocks as he continues to grow his co-pilot program. You know, obviously, he's doing planning, and there's still stuff that he requires or you know requires his touch, I should say. Um, and you know, he's going to hire, and he's going to have some additional 
scaling to do in the future or adding capacity or however you want to look at it. But I love that he just totally went for it and gave himself that creative freedom to try something different. And I think it's really interesting that he really wanted to go after the DIY investor. And it makes so much sense given how much he is asking of the clients, right? To do this idea of kind of moving from done for you planning to this idea of done with you planning. And it makes perfect sense. So I'm going to make sure I link all of the different things that he mentioned in the show notes. And I'll also make sure I've got all of Trent's, you know, Twitter, his retirement planning club, co-pilot, all the things so you could kind of check him out and see what he is up to. And he is just a super cool guy. And I know he will love anyone who reaches out with questions. He's just fantastic. So anyway, if you are interested in your own version of coaching, I do have a few spots left this summer for one-on-one six-pack coaching and a few spots left for CEO strategies. So I will leave those carts open out on the website until we are full. And then a reminder that group coaching, the Systems to Scale group coaching and mastermind program will start August 24th. And there is a wait list right now to get on Um I had not a wait list to get in, but a wait list to get on. So as soon as we have all of the details available, we will be emailing the wait list for the first spots. So if you have any interest or want to learn more, make sure you head out to the efficient advisor, go to the coaching page, and there is a wait list option under the group coaching program tab, or you can check out the show notes. I'll link it there as well. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I look forward to chatting about it more with you over in the Efficient Advisor community on Facebook. It's a just it's a great place for advisors to share ideas, bounce ideas off of each other, get feedback, find additional resources. It just makes my heart happy. So I'd love to see you out there. And if this podcast has been a blessing to you in any way, shape, or form, or if you've taken a tactical idea from it and implemented it in your own business, uh, it would mean the world to me if you would be willing to leave me a review over on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week.